Yo, welcome to Life in Perspective. It is season three, and you guys already know we are talking defining moments. And I'm bringing my friends to the party. They are back to the party. And I'm super geeked to be here with my friend and my sister, Shanice. What up? What? <laughs> Sha is really what I call her. I'm not yes. gonna call her Shanice during this podcast because I don't call her that ever. Sha, what is poppin'? What's good? I'm honored I'm, to be here, man. I'm excited to have you here at Life in Perspective. I I don't even know. I'm glad you could grace me with your presence. Wow. Hmm? Do in the souls of Shanice is here on the couch All at right. Life in Perspective. <laughs> No, I'm super duper excited to have you here. First of all, Sha, I am proud of you. Like, oh, don't do this. So, so proud of you. Like, here's what y'all don't know. Okay, there was a moment in 2019 where I had a whole job and I was homeless. Okay, she don't was even not make, homeless. I was homeless. What What is the definition of homeless? When you are less of a home, you are without a home, and I was homeless. And Sha lived up north in the mountains. <laughs> In the hills. We were calling the hills. And I I worked in the south in like Orange County. If you ain't from California, you don't know what that means. But um, I was living on Shanice's couch and driving uh, close to three hours to work and back home to her. Uh, but they, you know, lend me. I have some stories. Okay. It's welcome to California. Okay. We have survived. But I for sure lived with Sha. And that's kind of where we bonded. I I used to harass her all the time and always record her because I really love to do that. Don't ever release those. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, like I've been able to have a f- backseat to your life. Not I'm gonna say a front seat, but a backseat. Cool. Come to your journey. And I remember we ran into each other at the Black Excellence Brunch. We yes. were both there. We didn't know we were gonna be there. We yes. were so happy. There were people Shout there out that to we trail. knew. <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. And it was the entrepreneur brunch. And I think that was the moment I was like, yo, I'm really proud of Shaw because in spite of what you've journeyed through, you stepped out there, you started a business. Like, that's tough. That's tough. Would you say that that was a defining moment for you? Not, I think my defining moment probably started like many years ago, to be honest. Um, I've been through a lot of like grief that people don't really see because. Mm-hmm. I'm always smiling. I'm always, you know, just kind of getting on with life. And I hate to say like getting on. I want to be sensitive to people who have grieved. But um, I think it was more so like during the losses that I've experienced, like in high school and people would think, oh, when my mom passed was a defining moment, but it wasn't like I lost my sister young and that was like my role model. Like Mm -hmm. I wanted to be like her so much to the point where I was trying to wear her shoes stuffed with tissue paper. Even my foot was too small. You know, like I really wanted to step into her souls like and just kind of like emulate like the essence that she had. And she was taken from us suddenly. Um, Literally, she got to see like my first fashion show. Um, And to me, that was like big for me. But however, losing her was also like big. And then I lost my brother to murder. Um, my freshman year console every year it was like a loss that I was experiencing and I would say like those are the defining moments for me Mm -hmm. Um, it's really where I found out that I had really bad anxiety anxiety and panic attacks um, is what really like crippled me a lot Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that when they say defining moment it was like the moment where I had to make a decision like I could have stayed in um, 
like a depressed state and I didn't even know I was depressed. And I kind of like shout out to my mom, like who's in heaven, you know, but you know, she's closer with me in spirit. Um, I'll never forget. I was sitting on the couch and I was like real like down after my sister passed. Had to be like two weeks. I mean, I know she lost her daughter and I was just sitting there all sad. And she was coming down the stairs. Like I can literally see her right now walking down the stairs and she's like, you better get up. And I was like, I lost I was, she's like, and I lost my child. Like, you know, it was kind of yeah. like that. And it wasn't that she was being mean, but I guess you could see like where it was going to head. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I think that if I didn't turn around and be like, you know, I started, that's when I, my faith got deeper. You know what I mean? Like I started going to church, like went to a doctor, like all these things started happening for me. And I think I would say that that was like the defining moment, not necessarily like when I left the hedge fund or later in life when I got laid off, I think my journey started there where- yeah life was cut so short for so many people around me. Like even friends from high school, like getting murdered or like dying. Like, you know, it was like so much happening. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, man, like life is too short. And so I think that probably contributed to the anxiety too. Cause I'm like, I gotta do this. I gotta make it. I gotta, you know, it was like all this stuff. So I would say then is when like, that probably was the pivotal moment for me in my life. No, it, it seems like you've experienced like a lot of loss mm-hmm. in life, but I love those words. You better get up. Do you feel like that like push of that statement, that phrase, that mm-hmm. mantra has kind of been something that you hear over and over again throughout life, no matter what you're facing? I, you know what? I never thought about that, but probably subconsciously mm-hmm. it was kind of like, at first I was like, dang, like. My, you mean like you yeah. know like I was thinking and I literally to the point where I like went next to her my aunt lived two doors over mm-hmm. and I stayed with her for a little while because I was like you yo really like mad. I was you like I need time to I grieve. was upset like <laughs> ma like what, what you, you mean, mean? <laughs> like get up yeah but I think that was that and like even before she passed like before she actually got um had like a stroke mm-hmm. from stress she had said these words to me and I got tattooed on my, my shoulder. I always talk about it and it was like, live your life. Cause I was living in California and I was like, ma, like, do you want me to come home? Cause we had a conversation about like how she came back from Boston. Like she cut her degree short. She was studying interior design and she got pregnant and ended up coming home. Cause my grandparents were getting older and I started to feel the same one. Like my mom's getting older. Mm-hmm. Should I go back home? And she was like, no, live your life. Like, don't come, like, don't come home for me. Like, I want you to live with no regrets. And so that's something that I also live by. Like, those those three words are, like, very important to me. Every time I want to give up in the entrepreneur journey or even when I'm working, it's like, no, live your life. Like, you know, like, keep going. There's something inside of me that doesn't, like, let me give up. Yeah. I think I was, entre- I've been trying to be an entrepreneur since I was a kid. I was selling, cutting out jean pockets. <laughs> like, I had like, clothes like this and decorating them. With, like, ribbons, trying to sell them in school. I mean, we make good money. But, you know, like, I was always an entrepreneur, and I think that was always inside of me. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm a player. I love, like, to play with words. You a player? No, no, no. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, I'm saying, like, a player of words. Like, I love words. And so the fact that I keep going back to that, because even though subconsciously, I feel like it's a threat to your life. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think I love that she said you better get up which means she also gave you space to be mm-hmm. there. It's just like after you feel this, mm-hmm. you got to keep going. And so for anybody watching who feels like, man, they're like in a state of depression or feeling anxious or have experienced a lot of loss, whether it be a person or a job, it's like, no, you better get up. Not to say that that person can't feel their pain mm-hmm. and they can't acknowledge that, man, this hurts and I'm struggling with this, but hey, you better get up. If you don't take that from your mama, I'm going to take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put that somewhere because it's, it's really getting me because it's like, 
sometimes we think that coping means moving on Mm -hmm. and it doesn't it means feel how you want to feel but also keep going yeah and i love that it's may and it's mental health awareness month and so oftentimes we don't take time for our mental we don't take time to feel our emotions because we want to we don't it hurts and nobody wants to stay in that place so nobody ever goes to that place because they're afraid they might get stuck there and so we 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 condition ourselves to keep moving and i want to say no i want to give you permission Mm -hmm. anybody who's like listening to this or watching this like i want to give you permission to know that it's okay to feel how you feel but get up but you better get up get up Mama had some words for her. No, okay. So you got this tattoo on your li- on your arm. You have this tattoo on your arm that says it's on my shoulder. On your shoulder, yes, and it, you have this tattoo on your shoulder, and it says "Live your life." So, what does it look like for Shanice to live her life now in 2023? Push past the fear. Like even now that I have tools for anxiety, like it's not saying one thing about anxiety is like a lot of people who have never experienced it for real, like a disorder doesn't know what it feels like. I almost feel like you're dying, you know? So like for me, it's like push through that. Even when you feel that, like live your life because you never know when your last day is going to be like in a matter of seconds, life can completely change for you. Whether that's you get sick, whether that's you get news, whether that's, you know what I'm saying? Like you lose your job, like life can change for you. So like live in the present moment and still, still have hope for the future, but like, keep moving you know so like living your life to the fullest what is it that you want i'm such a i was such i don't want to say i am still because um even i'm gonna even share this here but like i joined a program called a coda it's like it's like aa like and it's like codependency anonymous and for me it's because i was a people pleaser mm-hmm. like saying yes to everything yes to ev- like my mom we're west i'm Cape Verdean and Jamaican and like you know anybody who's listening who's West Indian or like from of another culture knows like you're going to college to be xyz not to look you know like you know yeah. the, the the things that they want you to become and I've always loved fashion I've always wanted to be in the fashion industry I used to want to be a model and my mom was like you're too smart for that this is a, a hard industry so mm-hmm. I was like all right cool like I'll just go be an eye doctor not knowing in hindsight like I'm thankful that she did tell me that however I still went and got a fashion degree after college I still ended up in fashion however now I can still use my science degree and what I do for my business mm-hmm. so like that and that in itself is it is what it is, you know? Yeah. So No, yeah. I feel that. Okay, I have two questions for you. One is you've experienced a lot of loss. Mm-hmm. So what does community look like for you in living your life in 2023? Like, And how has that helped you kind of overcome all of these things that you're journeying through? Ooh, community. That's deep because for me, I'm very observant mm-hmm. because I, I have a big heart. I'm very loyal. Um, and I know people, people say like, when you say you low, you probably not, you know, but like <laughs> those who know me know, yeah. um, but like, I'm very protective of my heart now, you know, because I've lost so much, I'm afraid to lose. Mm-hmm. And that fear still sometimes is there, but I still like the way that I open up is that I'm like very observant to people when they come around, I'm like, mm, can I trust them? Can I, can I really rock with them? So community for me is like those that are closest to me, I'm very vulnerable with. Mm-hmm. They know a lot of what's going on. I don't suffer in silence. Like there was a few times when I called like SOS, like <laughs> put everybody on the group chat, yeah. like y'all, I need y'all, you know, sink or swim, like everybody hop on. How mm-hmm. can y'all help me? Because one thing I don't do is ask for help mm-hmm. because there's different mindsets of like, I don't want people to say I did this for you and I can't really yeah. give back. Like, I want to be able to give. Um, 
but I'm also a giver, so like I don't know how to receive. Mm. So you know what I mean. Yeah. So like for no, me, it's okay. I can we, I can relate. Yeah, because I you can know. relate. I know you the you same know, way. Because you it's, know, it's like I don't really want to ask you. And when you give it, it's like, all right, but am I going to hear about this five years from now? Or am I going to hear about this when you mad? Or is it going to look like I don't have it all together? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that is, that is. That's the biggest that thing for me. And that could be ego too. Ah, but that like, is ego. That is ego. Okay, fine. It is. I'll admit it. Okay, it is. fine. It's, it's actually, ego. we're going to call it what it is. It's pride. It's pride. You it's know, pride. but it's like, you see on the outside, like, I mean, I work for a hedge fund. Yeah, I had all yeah. these things going for myself. And then it's like, now I'm. An entrepreneur and it's for like sure. y'all may see all the nice things but y'all it's a struggle yeah, you know what yeah. I mean so having to ask from what it looks like on the outside is the hardest thing yeah. for me it's like like when I be like my bank account ain't bank account it, it ain't yeah, yeah like I mean it for you sure know? like yeah so. for sure but I think too like the biggest thing about what you just said is like you cannot live your life for other people mm-hmm. because it it will it will have you missing out on what is actually a blessing you know yeah. what I'm saying like because we're like man God's gonna provide and he's put you in a space of people who are just waiting on whatever they need the unction the draw mm-hmm. the pull the ask to step into that space and help you but because you let pride get in the way and it's like ah oh, what are people gonna think I really have reached a place like whatever I don't care yeah and what's the worst they can say is no then they were not the ones that God wanted to use and then we on to the next yeah and so yeah I, I agree with that there's been times where you like hey I got it I'm balling I'm good nobody yeah. can ask me for nothing I ain't worried about nothing ain't, ain't worried about, about nothing, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like in that vibe but I feel like in those seasons I am less dependent on God yes I'm less dependent on God because yeah. I feel like I got it but I also don't want to be in a space where it's like I need to be low so I can depend on God. No. Like, so learning how to be For in the sure. space of abundance and still be able to be like, God, thank you. Like, And that's what I've been practicing. Yeah. Even at the lowest, it's like I can look around and be like, I literally got this apartment built for me my mm-hmm. landlord specifically designed it for me so i didn't have to move out to another place you know like the things that i can find gratitude in so for sure even just circling back to complete your question of like what does community community look like for me it's like having those that are closest to me that's like i call them like you know my circle like mm-hmm. my rocks you know what i mean like i can call on y'all even in the moments when i'm crying mm-hmm. and like have y'all there for me for sure and not necessarily feel it's vulnerable, it's vulnerable, but yeah. I don't feel judged. I don't feel like, oh, Shanice, like, you better get up. You know, I, like, yeah. I feel like you guys do it in a nice a nice way, mm-hmm. you know, where yeah. it's like, we got you. And to me, that's community. It's like, when you're low, you your, your people are high. When mm-hmm. they're low, you're high. You know, yeah. like, we all figure out a way that we can contribute and pour into each other. So yeah. that's what community is for me, that's for real. For sure. I yeah. love that. All right. And the next question I have for you is just like, what has your relationship with God taught you about yourself? Yo, <laughs> my relationship with God, I'm going to be real because a lot of people probably won't say this. Like I've been in church since I was a kid. You know, I've been Catholic, Baptist, like my grandmother, we're K-Verdians are like normally on the Catholic side. So like I've been all of these things. But one thing that I've learned is that when I ventured out for myself, like I had to find God for myself, mm-hmm. you know, like I can't go off of my mother's prayers or my grandmother's prayers. And there were a few moments where, you know, when I found my church back home, um, Cathedral of Praise, uh, Bishop John C. White, I'm calling Papa, you know, like it was in his church when I like really like felt the spirit with the first time I ever spoke in tongues. Like for me, it taught me that God really is in me, you know, and there are moments where I didn't even trust God. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, like there were moments where I had faith for everybody else. But I didn't trust God. And it wasn't until probably a couple of years ago when I was like, God, like, 
I started saying, I think it was like maybe five or six years, like, God, I want to start, I want to love, say I love you and really mean it. Mm. Not just because I hear people say it. Like That's for so me, good, it was like, God, like, I'm just going to keep saying it until I really feel it. And I really believe it for myself mm -hmm. because I didn't believe. So you had that scripture is like, Lord, help my unbelief, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know the whole Bible like that, y'all. I ain't going to hold you. But <laughs> there's certain scriptures that stand out to me and I hang on to them. Like, you know, but it was like, help my unbelief. And so I kept saying, like, God, I love you. Even when I didn't feel it. Mm -hmm. Even when I didn't believe it. And I was like, God, I'm going to believe you for this. The only time I really had faith was when my mom got sick. And I was like, God, okay, I need you to speak to me. Because I always felt like I had trouble hearing from God. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to qualify if I really heard him or not until I seen it happen. You know, like things that like your mother's going to get up and walk again. They were telling us different. Yeah. And I was like, no, I believe. And that's where I put all my. And this is helping me right now. Because it's like, if you did it then, you could do it now. <laughs> Come on. You know, Come like. Because he's the same literally, literally just like dawned on me. Like for just certain <laughs> no, things. I'm like. I literally just saw the light bulb go off. No, like seriously. Like, oh my God. Like I can use that now. But I think that is like. That has taught me like that I can trust God. Like God is in me. Mm -hmm. He's not somewhere out there. Like, yeah. and I've I've started saying this, and it probably I'm probably gonna sound like Kanye for a second, but I'm gonna say it anyway. You know, it's a safe space. You know, it's a safe space. You know, <laughs> but I started saying like I am God's divine light and love manifested on earth, and that's what I kept telling myself. And like even when people when, there's people that done wrong to me, and people mm -hmm. are like, why are you still talking? And it's just like because I'm God's love manifested. Yeah, like on earth like his light like so regardless of what they've mm -hmm. done to it me it doesn't change you it doesn't change me that doesn't mean i'm gonna not love them i'm still gonna love them i'm still gonna and it could be the worst things like oh yeah. x's and all it's just like at the end of the day like we're all human yeah. like and i may have done things that may have hurt them so for me it's just taught me to love yeah. you know come on it's just taught me to love no i love that i i love that you you said first of all you had an honest moment with god mm -hmm. because we don't always do that we haven't always been taught that that's okay to have an honest moment with god but i also love that the thing about our love for god is a response to his love for us mm. and so it's like the way i arrive at meaning like man god i love you is because i first experience his love for me like i don't love god first mm -hmm. no my love is a response to his love mm. which is why i can continue to love him because he's already done the biggest thing for me which yeah. was he gave us his son yeah like undeservingly gave us his son so then whenever i have a moment and i'm like where I'm struggling to know if you love me, he already does. Yeah. Like, and he already proved it. And then my my love for him is a response. But it starts with, show me your love. Show me what that looks like. Yeah. And show me how I arrive at the place where I feel like I'm genuinely saying I love you. Because out of that, out of receiving God's love, then responding with love, then comes trust, mm -hmm. then comes faith, then comes the ability to believe when I can't see what's yeah. happening. Like, no, that's so, so good. Last thing, and then maybe, like, if you wouldn't mind, like, praying for people Ooh. who are probably walking through some grief, okay. you know, like, and it could be on any level. It could be losing a loved one. I mean, you have journeyed through some serious ones, mm -hmm. and, I mean, you're sitting here with a smile on your face. So I think for anybody who's experienced grief and feels like there is no way out of it, you are a testament just for sitting here and being full of joy and being full of light and being full of love and helping someone know, like, okay, there is better on the other side and if I keep going through. Yeah. And so if you could just pray into that, just like, man, anybody who's like, I really want to give up in this moment, but this is helping me. And then just whatever you feel led to. Oh, wow, Brenda. Well, first <laughs> of all, I let me say this and – 
Um, you guys can take it as a prayer or not, but I feel like when people feel or hear, you know, there's something on the other side. When you're in a moment, you don't want to hear that. For sure. I didn't want to hear like, you're going to be fine. Just pray. Everything's going to be great. Like, it's like, but you don't understand what I'm feeling. You don't mm -hmm. understand what I'm experiencing. Like, I'm afraid. Like, there's fear attached to these things. Like, how do I go for it? You don't know the how. You don't know what it's going to look like. Just because mm -hmm. it looks like this for you doesn't mean, like, it's going to look the same for me. However, I will say this is that um, I think when you're going through grief or you're experiencing those moments of grief, I, I've learned to, like, think about the good moments that I've had, like with those people. And like, just my family, we're all, we're all, I like to say we're like goofballs. Like we all like comedians, like we all like having fun joking and stuff. So it's like a lot of those moments where you can sit back and remember those moments versus like that, the fact that they're not here. Mm -hmm. What can you, what did they leave behind that you can pick up to continue? Like my mom loved jazz music. So when I run, I play jazz music mm -hmm. and it feels like I'm closer to her. And there's something that um, uh, PT taught me. And it was like, you know, to be absent from the body, bodies, to be present with the Lord. That also means that they're closer to you. Mm -hmm. Right. So that helps. So I do. I'll just say this in prayer. Right. Um, and I'll come, you know, before the Lord with gratitude and thanksgiving, entering his gates. And Father, I thank you. I thank you for every person that's listening to this podcast. Lord, I ask that you break the chains Father, of anxiety, that you break the chains of panic, Lord God, for fear is false evidence appearing real. However, in the moment, no one understands that it's false. It feels so real. So God, I ask that you just wrap your arms around them, that they may feel this sense of exchange of love where it seems like they don't even know where it's coming from. But Father God, that you may show yourself pure, that Lord God, everything that may come against their mind, the mind is a battlefield. Father, that but you have your angels that can surround and encamp them to help them go through this battle. Father, I ask that you place people around them, place their community, place their army, as I like to call it, around them that can help them battle these things out, battle the fear, battle the anxiety, battle the panic, Lord God, and that, God, you will give them a peace that surpasses their understanding that just like it happened for me, one day I woke up and I just felt this sense of peace, knowing that everything was going to be okay, Father. And I just ask that every person who's dealing with that right now, that they get to experience that peace that surpasses the understanding, God, because I know that you're capable of doing it. You're more than capable. So, Father, I ask that you do it for those who will hear this podcast. And I just pray that in your name, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Family, this has been great. Hey, I want you to do me a favor. Go ahead, hit the subscribe button. Make sure you share this. If you're listening to this, I want you to do the same thing. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure you tap in with Shanice on social media. What's your what's your handle? Uh, Shanice M. Jones. Come on, Shanice M. Jones. Make sure you guys tap in. She's also an amazing closet organizer. I know your <laughs> closet need to be organized because I know. So make sure y'all hit her it up. Helps reduce stress. All right. <laughs> That's helps, why I do it. Listen, helps reduce stress. Get your stress released <laughs> and get your closet organized. And make sure you join us right back here next week. This is Life in Perspective.